How's it going? This is a Love Worth Dying For podcast where we're helping marriages verse by verse. This is Joseph and Janelle Banks. I hope you've been having a great day and a great week. We have, it's kind of rainy outside, but we are definitely thankful for every day that we have on this earth. And we're going to continue on with our topic of forgiveness. And this time we are talking about why is forgiveness worth it? You know, what's the benefit of it? And a lot of people go through life holding resentment, holding pain, grudges, grudges, and, and the like in their hearts. And for some people, it's fine. It's okay. They, they, it's like a badge for some. For others, it's just they don't just want to deal with it. And for others, it's it becomes a a contention when it comes to relationships you have with family, friends, or others. So we're kind of talk about, you know, why is this actually worth it? And we know that what you believe about forgiveness will determine how you respond to it. And we kind of talked about in the previous episodes, what's the difference between forgiveness um, according to the world and according to the word or the scriptures uh, from the Christian's point, of, Christian's point of view. And there's a lot of things we have to consider, you know, is this forgiveness is it a gift from God or is it just a man-made concept? Mm-hmm. Um, it, um, is it just between man and God? Um, is it between man? How are the relationships that are mm-hmm. con- that are connected? So we know obviously there's forgiveness between man and God, but then there's also forgiveness that God expects um, between people. Right. <laughs> Most definitely. And, you know, we also need to know, you know, for some people look at it, you know, does it show signs of weakness? Yeah, I think for a lot of people, they look at it as that. Like, hey, if I keep, especially in the case where I continually am forgiving someone, then they may see it as them being weak. Somebody um, taking advantage. Right. Someone's of taking them. advantage of them and that they're being weak by letting them take advantage of them. Mm, and right. I think it's it, a, a lot has to do with the way we perceive things. Because um, if the word of God tells us to forgive and, and we've gone over verses in the previous episodes that talk about, you know, even if your brother comes to you, what is it? 70 yeah. times seven. seven mm-hmm. Um and ask for your forgiveness that you should grant them that forgiveness that you should not withhold forgiveness and that's not a sign of weakness that's that's a sign of strength because it's not easy to do right um definitely you know when you think weakness weakness you don't have to do much with it just kind of maybe naturally occurs or you know you don't have to put much effort to but things of strength you know it takes the mind really kind of focusing in on what's right what needs to be done and then having that that will and desire um to do it right and for some people it's looked as you know it's considered a revenge mm. you know between somebody because right. you're getting some trying to get somebody back and you're not going to forgive them mm-hmm. so it's, it's like an act, act of revenge right and usually with that it comes with hey, I, I, I'm withholding forgiveness, so I might be also withholding other things like maybe my affection mm-hmm. or um, quality time. Um, for some people, they may use children 
to withhold um, forgiveness in the way they relate to other people and things like that. And that's kind of, you know, you think about it, that's like planning out stuff that's with evil intent in mind. That's the, you know, your your heart starts to, even if originally that person was uh, the one that wronged you or sinned against you, but mm-hmm. now you're also engaging in sinful thoughts and behavior. And I think for society, sometimes it's, they take that as acceptable because you're you're um, responding to, to a wrong that was done. Mm-hmm. So you're now right in doing that. But that's not what the word of God says. Right. And also, you know, when it comes to what we believe, you know, is it a virtue or even mm-hmm. is it an attribute only of the, the strong? You know, mm-hmm. and that's something we need to look at when it comes to forgiveness, you know, mm-hmm. as as to, you know, is this something which we should go about doing? Is it something that you, you should hold dear and something that you should try to maintain uh, an attribute of right. within your heart when it comes to dealing with others? Because, you know, it's not only about about forgiving others but it's also about asking for forgiveness right and sometimes we can look at ourselves as the victim but how are we victimizing and what would we like the response to ourselves to be when it comes to an offense we may have done to somebody or maybe a sin we have done to somebody so that's something we have to really think about Mm. but on the other side of that does forgiveness brings healing Mm. you know Um, I would say it, it does um and I guess healing is not only just for when you think sickness, but or pain or, or pain, yeah. um, but healing in the in the sense of restoring. Right. Um, and and that's a benefit to be able to restore. Now there might be some work that goes along, and I could think of relationships that I have that you know there's been some conflict, but. Now that we've had the opportunity to 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 express ourselves, express whatever hurt, pain, and and to ask for forgiveness and to restore the relationships, there's some beauty in there mm-hmm. um, that even with unbelievers, you 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 tend to just see Christ because we know Christ is the one that. Um, ultimately has established forgiveness. Right. Um, we know forgiveness as in him forgiving us of our sins and taking on the punishment for mm. our sins. So we being pardoned and or excused from our sins, but in the way that, hey, now I can have a good relationship with my sibling or mm. with my spouse or with my friend after maybe having a not so good relationship because of something that took place and there was not forgiveness. Um, And then as a believer, we know forgiveness is not just the end. There's the restoring of the relationship. Right. Um, Because we know when God forgives us, he doesn't just say, okay, I forgive you. Now you just go about your business. But it's like he forgives you and you are drawn to him. You're like a part of his family Right. And that's a beautiful thing. And I know forgiveness is a tough thing. And it depends on the type of offense that people... It's harder. And I get it. I get that it's harder. I, I 
really understand that it's harder um and i pray for those people that have um been victimized in ways that that it just you know makes it difficult it, that, that it makes it difficult and i know a lot of times sexual um abuse physical abuse um because those things don't only um harm you emotionally but it, it affects your spirit right. um it does affect your mind it, it and it affects you physically right. um so i i definitely understand it but at the same time i know that god can heal us right. from those things right. um through the forgiveness he gives us of our own sins because even when we are victimized we have sinned greatly against a holy god right uh, and that's something we have to always remember and i think even for me i know at times with us i have to put to the forefront of my mind that even though you have offended me in a certain way i have to think about well lord help me to remember what i've done towards you and that you have forgiven me and then looking at my spouse and realizing like hey I can forgive my spouse and then this can be a beautiful thing that we work through um to restore that relationship to bring it back to a place of love and care and laughter and just good times like that is possible mm -hmm. um but of course it's going to take both individuals and like you said sometimes those that have done the offending they have to take responsibility too and right. look at But what do I need to be doing to bring this relationship back? Right. So, as Neil says, it's, it's a it's a balm for the wounds that was caused between the two parties, mm. and it's also a bridge to reconciliation yes. between the two because that's ultimately what forgiveness is about. Um, and that is that's a it's a positive thing. It's a good thing. It's something which we should be mindful of mm -hmm. because, like you said, we not only are sometimes we the ones who um, need for um, need forgiveness, but once you need to be um, need, need to give forgiveness, so right. just, you can, you'll always be on on one side or the other, and we mm -hmm. have to be mindful that the reason why we forgive is because God has forgiven us, right. and because um, you know I was talking yesterday about just the Christian worldview and how the Christian worldview is not just something that pertains to what happens in the church mm -hmm. is not just something that happens in our life as a unit in our family but the christian worldview extends to every aspect of life on the earth mm -hmm. and the universe because we worship a god who created all things mm -hmm. and then through that through the creation of the earth he then came into the earth and then has um, rescued creation from the fall of creation when man sinned mm -hmm. through Christ and that's the ultimate forgiveness like a mm -hmm. great gift was given a great gift was tarnished and then a forgiveness was given to those who tarnished that gift mm -hmm. so it is something which we have to be mindful of when it comes to forgiveness that this is not just one aspect of of our lives but it's something that that connects us greater Mm -hmm. to a greater cause and that's the cause of um uh, of the god of creation and right. him restoring us back into fellowship with him 
from a, a great distance which we have failed. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of going off what Jill saying, you know, forgiveness will not, it won't change the past. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change, not going to take away memories, mm-hmm. um, but it will change the heart. It will help. And it, like I said, for, forgiveness should always go prayer. Right. I think there's some things we probably look at, you know, what goes along with forgiveness. It's not just, you know, can you forgive somebody and it's just idle words. There has to be action that goes along with it. There needs to be prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be communication. Right. And there needs to be a willingness and an openness on both parties. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately we're talking about the forgiveness a brother or sister in Christ has with another. Mm-hmm. Or, or is making towards another or is, is asking of another. So this is something which we are speaking about when it comes to offending or hurting someone who we would consider a brother or sister in Christ. Right. So we have to know about, you know, is this ultimately going to be a, something that our heart's going to have to be um, mended right. from these the pain that, with, that has gone forth. Yeah. So because of this, let's talk about, you know, as we was talking about, you know, is this worth it? Let's talk about the benefits then. You yeah. know, what, what are the benefits? I think one of the verses which we were looking at mm-hmm. was Mark 11, Chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Um, Can you read that for me? Mark 11, 25 and 26. Mm -hmm. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your transgressions. So we looking at that and say, you know, wow. You know, the benefits is that, you know, our father forgives us. And, you know, if we forgive, he will forgive. It, it is it's one of those things where we can look to us as, you know, we say, you know, Christ saved us from our sins. Mm-hmm. But we know that we always mess up. We're not perfect. We're, we we strive to live as, as, as good of a life to the glory of God as possible. But we're going to fail. But we know that when we mess up, we ask for forgiveness. He will forgive. He will forgive us. And we have to look at others when someone else has offended us. We need to, like Janelle said, connect that back to God. That if we forgive others, you know, God will forgive us. If we're going to hold a grudge, we're not going to forgive somebody of of something that they've done to us. Or if we're not going to ask for forgiveness um, because of something which we've done to somebody. We have to think about, well, our Father who's in heaven is forgiving us for for things we do every single day. Mm -hmm. Ongoing. Mm-hmm. And will not stop until he comes back or we leave this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to make the correlation between the two and have a have the mind. Like right. I say we have a renewed mind, a right, mind of Christ, right. a continually renewing mind. And I guess when we think about the renewing of our mind, because I I would say that's something I've been paying more attention to, like my thoughts. Right. And I and I know there. It's a verse that talks about, you know, taking our thoughts captive, captive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we want to funnel our thinking through the word of God, um, what he's done for us and what it means to now be living in that sense. And, and knowing that just because we've been forgiven, it doesn't mean that it, it just means, well, it doesn't mean that we could go on just consciously living any old way um it should it should be where we hate the things that god hates 
um, and we start to love and desire the things that he loves. And if, mm -hmm. if he calls us to forgiveness, then we have to consciously say that even when I don't feel a certain way, right. um, that I know God has this all worked out. And I think one of the most beautiful things um, in scripture, or well, I shouldn't say things, but beautiful occurrences of seeing forgiveness mm -hmm. is with uh, Joseph and his brothers. Right. Um, that, that just kind of stays in my mind as to how Joseph was able to do that. Um, you know, just knowing that he had the spirit of God with him leading right. and guiding and showing him, uh, I guess you would say the way. <laughs> Cause he could have easily, you know, from being sold into slavery, almost right. tried to kill, sold into slavery and then rising to this high position right. where he could have easily had his brothers killed or put in jail or had mm. the same thing that they did to him, he had done to them. He could have easily done that. He was in the position to, he had the power to and authority to. Right. But he did not. And even though he did test them, um, and this is going back in Genesis 45, mm -hmm. even though he did test them and he wanted to, you know, he definitely want to see his his younger brother Benjamin he was ultimately overcome with emotion and he couldn't hide it anymore right and he he had to reveal who he was to them and let them know they were of course afraid because of they remember what they did to him mm. but he forgave them and he was actually a blessing to them right not only so you're talking about the the reconciliation you know he not only restored them as their his brothers Mm -hmm. But then he blessed them even more, right? Um, with land and with and with um, with with with, well, with money, I guess what livestock them, like, and, yeah. <laughs> and livestock and and other things that were privy to him because of his high position. Okay, and I guess kind of going back to the thinking of Joseph, um, in uh, Genesis fifty twenty. Mm -hmm. It says, as for you, you meant evil against me, right. but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people um, alive. And that's just... That's a great benefit too. That's a benefit that, well, for one, he's able to, you know, help all these people. But I, I'm, I'm thinking of the forgiven spirit that he, you know, was able to receive and also to give. Um, and to display. And to display for so many other people to see. Right. Um, for his brothers um, to see that. Um, and then even for us reading now to say, wow, if Joseph was a man, just like we are men and women, um, and he was able to to think through what was happening in through the lens of okay how is god seeing things knowing that i'm a child of god and the word of god says all things work together for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purpose mm -hmm. then we have to see the things 
in our lives that don't seem so good. And we have to look a little bit deeper to see, well, what is God showing me? What is God teaching me? How is God um, bringing me closer to himself? How is he making me more holy? Um, Because we know the word of God says that he preserves us. He keeps us. So when these things are happening, we have to believe that he's also keeping us during those times as well. And he's also shaping us. Um, and that even when people offend us and they're intending it for evil, God has something good to come out of that. And it ends up being a testimony of the love of God. And the scripture also talked about that the world would know, um, would know our love of God or would know who he is by the way we love our brothers and sisters. And if he can, they can see us forgiving our brothers and sisters in Christ for the things that they have done. Mm. Um, that what is a, a great testimony, testimony yeah. and a great picture of the love of Christ had for us that he was able to forgive us of our sins. Right. So it is something which is, like we just said, it's put on display. Our lives are always on display. Mm. So especially when, pe- when people know that you're a Christian. <laughs> Your life is definitely on display. So forgiveness is one of those aspects where they're going to look. How do they address forgiveness? How mm. are they dealing with that situation, that problem they had with that person? Right. Or that this person offended them or did something to them. What are they going to do? Are they, are, are they always ready to forgive? Do they already have that hardened attitude? Or right. are they sitting around waiting like, oh, they, I, I'm going to wait till they come to me. Like, there's there's no joy in that. And plus, forgiveness is an action. It's something yeah. that is active. It's something you have to continually be mindful of it, right. the, the Christian life is not like one that is is put to the side it's like a it's, it's in the back of your head mm. as in you know when okay when church comes I can bring it up forward or when this right. quote unquote Christian type thing or spiritual type thing pops up then I could just bring it forward it's the entire life lived it's the entire demeanor of the Christian it's the entire lifestyle of the Christian every aspect mm. of our lives is something that's is is, is 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 something that is done to glorify God, whether it's work, play, or otherwise. And forgiveness, that should be something that should be always a part of our DNA when it mm, comes to the life that we're living. Willing and ready. Right. Oh. Right. So that's something we have to um, be mindful of. And another example of that forgiveness, Janelle mentioned Joseph, which is was an awesome example. Awesome example is the one between Jacob and Esau, which is in Genesis 33. And that entire chapter, because as we know the story of Jacob and Esau, Esau was the elder brother and he was the one who was supposed to receive the blessing. But, you know, Jacob, you know, conspired to get the, (laughs) the birthright. And you could see that because of that, that can hold, make you have a grudge and really have a, even a hatred. He wanted to kill him. Yeah, he wanted to kill him. <laughs> I'm just like... I say have a hatred towards right, your... Yeah. And it's the brother. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. um, and it's something which... And we know about families. This is something that's yeah. just a family. It's like, you know, both these examples are family. Family, Brothers, yeah. you know, having... And most of the time, I issues. think when we have issues, it's with people we know, those that right. are closest with us. Right. Because it's easier to that's just forget about... 
you know, somebody that may have offended you that you don't, don't even know. know. Right. Um, but someone that you have to constantly work towards um, a relationship, whether it's you are close with them or they're connected with other family members. So it's a, a lot going on there um, relational wise that you have to consider because there were some issues with their mom and their dad and, right. and you know, but when you restore a relationship, it, it, it helps to mend all the other connected um, relationships in there as well, or, right. or to at least bring them back to a place where there's, there's not warring actively right. or conflict going on where people can, can love and care for each other um, without fear um, or without, um, just in the back of their mind, just always worrying or, or wondering like, Hey, is this person sincere? Is, 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 right. is something gonna pop off <laughs> unexpectedly? You right. know? <laughs> yeah. So, and then the thing with Esau, like in, ver in chapter 33 with him was that the story was mainly talking about in the pre previous chapters about Jacob. And then chapter 33 happens and Jacob just wandering his was with his family and he bumps into Esau. And you would think, oh man, this is the guy who took his birthright and this is the guy who he sees all these blessings and his brother didn't. Yeah. He is something's gonna just pop off, like Janelle says, said. Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they they wept. He lifted his eyes and saw the women and children, which, um, you know, Jacob was bringing. And he said, who are these with you? So he said, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then he, then the maids came there with their children and they bowed down. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just seeing how, you know, Jacob His family coming, coming to, to Esau him and bowing and, before and him and to respect he is, you know, of a respect to him. He is the older, and and then you know Jacob was then saying he was going to well, pay guess, him, yeah, and then he Jacob, was like, no, no, I don't need no money. But then Jacob insisted. He, of course, he he took that from him, but it's like he had right. other things to do. I guess but that's just kind of almost like a way of showing, like, hey, I know I was wrong, right? And I'm trying to um, appease you now, in a right. sense. And I think that's a good example of when you know you've done wrong you have to be willing to give even when mm -hmm. someone says no it's okay because you know really and truly you don't know how their heart has been affected and they may just say that just because they don't want to show how badly you may have hurt them or affected them so being willing to i think go the extra mile and right. as a believer we should be willing to do that like what's um, the attributes of what, what should your attributes be if you have hurt somebody and and, have, and you know? Because what Jacob knew. Mm -hmm. That's why he did that. You know, he knew, he saw his brother, and I, I his, his memory well, probably flashed back to, like... He knew he was going to like, back home, so he knew he was going to interact with his brother um, so eventually. He, yeah. he, 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 you know, prostrated himself. He went, you know, he, 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 he had the right attitude, but then Esau... What should his response be? So it's a response, like I said, both the person who have, who have, um, who needs the forgiveness, and person who, um, the person who is, um, who who get forgives. Right. What's their both of their responses? And even Esau was his response to just embrace him, run to him, mm -hmm. and they cried together. And it's like 
that relationship is being restored and being brought back. Right. The reconciliation is happening mm-hmm. with that with that relationship. Right. And that's ultimately what you want when it comes to forgiveness. It's not about just an act of, okay, I forgive you. And then you go about your business. And then it's go about your business. Yeah. It's bringing that relationship back to what it was prior to the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the... The, the love and the, the kindness care. and the care yeah. that you had for one another so that you can have a relationship that is truly um, one that is representative of the relationship that we have with God through mm. Christ. Yeah. So we definitely um, want to emphasize that you know forgiveness is worth it. Yes. It yes. is a beautiful thing. It's a testimony. It's a it's a display of God's goodness. It's a bringing back the broken relationships that we've so the unity that, have, that happens yes is, you know unifying the two it's a unity we're not of the in body this of by Christ. ourselves and even just bringing it back to you know the marriage relationship you right. always want to be unified with your spouse you know Most the definitely. bible talks about us becoming one well when there's issues conflict unforgiveness there's some separation happening and even right. for those that of us that are in Christ and we know Jesus has forgiven our sins, but then we hold on to bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. That's giving us some separateness within our relationship with God, even though we know we're covered by the blood of Jesus fully mm-hmm. covered. But in that moment in time, we're experiencing some separateness even though we may not be consciously paying attention to it. That's why a lot of people are able to just easily go astray because, you know, usually when you're in that uh, mindset mindset or Mm -hmm. in that moment of unforgiveness, you're not going to God and praying. Of course. You should be. Your emotions are are You should let God know that, hey, this is hard for me. He already knows it, but we need to come to him and acknowledge that yes, it is hard. And yes, we need his help to do it. Um, And that we need to rely on him and depend on him. But when we act as if, you know, it's not bothering us or it's not occurring or it's not getting to a sinful state, then we're separating ourselves and leading ourselves kind of in a path of not following the word, not following the truth and kind of getting into darkness right um and i think that's a way that we could look at sometimes we say well wow how did that believer end up there well it started somewhere right um i'm not saying it always starts necessarily with unforgiveness but it starts with us slowly easing towards sinfulness right so unforgiveness is one way because we know when you are not forgiven there's anger you're holding there's bitterness um, resentment, all these things you're holding on to, even though you're not verbalizing it or you might not be acknowledging it, it's usually there because now when you're interacting with that person or that person might be in the same room, you know, you're starting to feel a certain way or you're responding a certain way. Mm-hmm. I, I would even say like with us, there are times when I know there's some things we need to discuss and talk about because something has happened that you could feel that distance. You Mm -hmm. could feel that tension. You could feel like, okay, this might not be the right time to make that joke or whatever, even though you want to, but 
you realize like, hey, now I need to come to a place because I'm acknowledging this in my mind. So I know it's wrong. What am I going to do about it? And forgiveness is quite worth it because it's going to identify us with Christ, the risen Savior, the living God. Um, We will be identified with him as we forgive others like he has forgiven us. And then the unity that comes, the unity in the body. There's a lot of um, disunity happening in the mm-hmm. church, the, the, the universal, universal church. church, but even in the local churches and even in your houses um, that there's a lot of disunity happening. Right. Well, how can we bring things back? We have to be open to asking for forgiveness. We have to be open for repenting of our sins, turning away from them. Um, from them and um, looking at what are some active ways that I can unite mm-hmm. with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes. Yeah, so and then, of course, just showing grace and mercy because it was shown to us. It was shown to us, and and even those unbelievers that we might say, well, they haven't asked for forgiveness, or even believers that haven't asked for forgiveness, um, we should always have. Uh, attitude of I have forgiven this person in my heart right. um, and I want to love this offender even if they never come to me and ask for forgiveness Right. and I think this kind of will lead us into our next um, episode next week when we're going to talk about um, forgiveness with what do we teach our children because yeah, that's it that's be passed it. on the generation. To it generation. can be passed on, but just even thinking about our children, most of our children don't come to us and say, "Mom, Dad, do you, you forgive, forgive me yeah. of whatever I've done?" And you know, children can be, um, they can do a lot, especially <laughs> I guess as they get older, or right. or even when they're younger, they can do some things that that can be pretty harmful, pretty right. hurtful, right. painful. Um, and what do we do? According to the word of God. Yeah, so. so we're going to definitely deal with that. So definitely stay prayerful. Make sure that forgiveness is always a part of your rep- repertoire, a part of your arsenal when it comes to um, uh, bringing relationships back. Be mindful that, you know, just as someone may um, offend you, mm-hmm. you have offended people. You have offended so, a holy God. Well, ultimately, we offended God, <laughs> but, you know, we yeah. want to be able to give the same to others as we'd hope they'd give to us right. if we was to do that for us. So we had to make sure and keep those things a part of our mind because mm-hmm. we have renewed minds. Right. We need to keep those things a part of our our actions for when they happen. Be proactive. Don't be reactive because we know it's going to happen. Right. So we need to always be mindful of those things so that if it happens, then we can have the right heart to deal with it and to communicate those things to people and to and to be able to Hopefully and prayerfully and through the Spirit of God, reconcili- reconciliate um, these relationships, mm-hmm. um, reconcile them, these relationships, <laughs> and to bring bring the unity back together in the body right. so that we can be joined together in peace, love, unity, and harmony. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of Love Worth Dying For. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to these episodes on the different podcasting channels that you listen to this podcast on you can also give donations through anchor and coffee if you so desire and make sure and check us out 
every week as we're dropping new episodes for you about family, about marriages, and all doing it to the glory of God. So for Love Worth Dying For, this is Joseph and Janelle Banks. And have a great day. God bless. Thank you for listening to a Love Worth Dying For podcast. We hope you were encouraged, educated, and blessed by the show. Hope to see you back again on our next episode. You can check us out on Twitter at Love Worth Dying For or email us at a love worth dying for at gmail.com. So until next time, grace, peace, and love to the glory of God.